0: Hello and a warm welcome to Translate Stars Podcast, a podcast created by language professionals for language professionals. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. It's such a pleasure to be here today. I'm Pablo Murafa, and this is uh, my clinic. Um, this is a translation, a medical translation clinic for all students of medical translation of translation. In general all especially all of you specialize in medical translation all of you interested in medical translation and um, um, anyone who is uh, everybody is welcome if you want to join us because this is free this is life I am right now uh, in which is a town in Spain 200 kilometers north from Madrid and it is 4 p.m. here it's central European time and um, I hope um, I hope you enjoyed this presentation um i wanted to first first of all i would like to describe my screen what you can see before you see that we are we are uh, broadcasting live that's is in vivo in spanish um also you say that we are in chapter four this is our fourth the fourth day we um we are uh, uh, broadcasting this uh, clinic um we do it every second tuesday of the month today is the third because we had during the last last week i was very busy doing other things and i couldn't attend this but so uh, although today is the third um, tuesday of the month we usually do this in english the second tuesday of each month um we do we repeat this webinar tomorrow in english that means every third wednesday wednesday uh, so uh sorry the second wednesday of every week so next next month you will have it uh, that will be june and we will have it this uh, presentation in english um the second tuesday of june and uh the very same presentation in spanish the second wednesday of june I think I have said that wrong it's difficult for me to keep the track but um, also you see that um, I am Pablo Mubert as I told you and also uh, this miracle of technology uh, you're seeing right now live i free on all networks of almost all networks this is, a, is um, enabled by uh, tons translators uh, this company which um, uh, is organizing all the time um, training for translators of all kinds please visit their website they are really great they are doing a great job they are really revolutionizing the, the market of medical translation translation in general because they uh, um, they take care of all the realms of translation uh and legal translation audiovisual translation they they are, they are on many other sites please take a uh, look to translators uh, translators uh, website and know all they are doing uh, boot camps, um, other other um, um, streaming like this this one. But on other t- topics, you can see that uh, they have on streaming. Uh, I don't know exactly the dates, but uh, about uh, SEO, um, they also have on streaming about financial con- questions about with an expert, one of the be- best experts in spa- in, spa- in Spanish in the world probably. Um, and, uh, so also free also on all nets so please use that take that opportunity it's, i would like to i would have loved to have it when i needed it <laughs> so and even now I, when i can i attend so um also see that our sponsor is here in the middle of the screen just has his point or just point if you pronounce it in english and uh it's a company of software for translators also very, very extremely interesting please visit their website um no no, no not only translators also chess chesspoint please and uh, they help us a little bit because of course this is uh although we offer it free it's it, there's a lot of people working to get this this here um also um and you can read there follow us on social media and um i am a physician i am a translator and if you have questions which are the key uh for this for this clinic uh it should be based on the questions but i don't know why uh when i do it in english maybe she don't understand me i don't know but when i do it in english we we, um do interact um, very very little with me i don't i don't get many questions Uh, i would like to um, have a comment or feedback questions you can enter the chat and ask me, and if I can, I will try to answer. If you don't make questions, as it has happened in the last three chapters, no problem. I have pre- I prepared my pills. <laughs> um, we have um, um, Dr. pill cl- clinic. We have a pill every, uh, every session. Today is the fourth, as I told you. And we have been talking about several issues that I find interesting to bring here and to say a few words about... How to translate them mostly into Spanish, sorry, forget me because sorry for, forgive me because i am i i am very ignorant and i I only can speak this English and uh an average Spanish, which is my mother tongue, so um always when I translate, I translate into Spanish, and I would talk about translation my the first language, target language, for me is Spanish. I have some command of the languages, but um, I'm not ready to, I'm not allowed, entitled to, uh, to talk about that professionally, right? Just as an entrepreneur. So I will not. <laughs> now let me share my, my screen so that you can um, see today's um, pill, as I told you. Mm, it should be, uh, here we are, thank you. And um, you say, uh, we have a medical translation pill every second Tuesday of the month, next on June the 7th. That's uh, the second um, Tuesday of June. And uh, you' are very welcome, of course. Tell your friends. Mm, there's something I want to tell you, if you like this presentation, you probably guess that we are making a big effort uh of all kinds personally professionally economically of all kinds uh, to have this life every every month please if you like it uh, if you and you want to help us just let the world know right uh, say that in your network say oh, you know i was uh, and i enjoyed it Doctor uh, the problem worth is useful if you don't like it it's not necessary you don't need to say you know he doesn't know a word he it's not interesting and uh <laughs> and the screen is terrible that you don't need to tell no, people doesn't know need to know that um, today i've prepared um a, a, um appeal which i particularly like because it is the translation of these two terms decentralized clinical trial and virtual clinical trial the information you're going to receive right now i will i will leave it for you uh, now, later, and um, it is, um, is was produced. Most of it was produced before the pandemics and before the pandemic, the world was getting ready for decentralized clinical trials and virtual clinical trials because it was clear that it was the future. Basically, I've spilled some water. I'm sorry. Uh, basically. Uh, doctors, physicians, investigators were realizing that this issue of having, um, you know, very long clinical trial, I don't know, two years of, of clinical trial, four years of a clinical trial and having patients going and going, going to the hospital and getting back home for every week, every two weeks to have to twice a month, um, it depends. That's is uh, uncomfortable and not very really useful maybe. And today we have the tools, uh, informa- the software tools and the, and the hardware tools enough to de- 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 do this remotely. So, uh, why not to try So, imagine i i will not repeat this but imagine that all the information i will show to, to you today uh was written before the pandemics so uh the pandemic the pandemics has enhanced and um, intensified all uh all you will hear today so i'm talking about decentralized clinical trials and uh, i will t- talk about point of care and another a uh, few terms more and um this is information written before the pandemics. Imagine how this has, uh, how all this has changed, and uh, how you can understand, how you may understand how it has evolved uh, after the pandemics. So, uh, the first, if the first approach to decentralized clinical trial, pay attention to, uh, to always to decentralized with an S or decentralized with a Z right? It's, uh, usually it's English from England. When you say decentralized with an S and with a, a decentralized with a Z, it's usually American. Uh, the United States, which I prefer to America. There's a lot of countries in America. And um, as you can see all the time um, on the screen, if you have questions in five minutes, I will be answering them. So no problem to talk. The first approach is that it's very easy. This is what i one of the things i love most about teaching about talking about uh medical translation is that i love this apparently so easy translations the centralized clinical trial has no mystery initially if uh, always, if you're not a professional, you will say mm, "ensayo clínico" descentralizado in Spanish. Very easy to translate to all languages. It's a trial is a word you know. Clinical is a word you know. Although maybe you don't know that clinical comes from the Greek "klinos" and "klinos" was that piece of furniture where people was lying while eating, right? So "klinos" um, could be in Greek. Clinical comes from there and um Greeks and Romans used to eat lying you know with the grapes hanging, and um they um that's where the word clinical come from and decentralized I mean not not centralized right so um I don't know what is the first idea which comes to to your head when you hear this decentralized term but in spain in spain for instance it's it's different. In Spain, we have, as you know, pro- probably, I don't know if you know that, we have um, the capital of Spain is in Madrid, and the country is divided into 17 what we call autonomous communities. And um, they are autonomous, and they are, in, a kind, you know, in some ways, independent. They are responsible. Each of these 17 um, uh, autonomous communities, they are in charge of health, for instance, education, uh, capital, issues, you know, very, very important problems. Imagine what happened when the, when the pandemic came, when the, you know, our friend, the SAS, our enemy, the SARS-CoV, arrived in our lives. Um, the 17 small uh, autonomous communities, small compared to the rest of the world, um, had to face the problem of getting masks, getting vaccines. They also had, they needed a national coordination among the 17 comu- communities. So we say we are a decentralized country. Um, and that's the first idea you get. Now it's something geographical, political, uh, decentralized. I mean, the, the thing doesn't happen in the capital of the country. They are distributed more or less evenly, uh, more or less evenly among the, the parts of the country. The states is f- the fifty states of the in America, and then Germany is the Länder, and well, you know all the countries have this. But look, what is interesting. Uh, let me also tell you that most of the information you will read today, as I told you, written before the pandemic, comes from a website, a very, um, a one of the most useful useful tools for the medical translation. It's called Cosnautas. Um, I will, I will not write. It. You have heard about uh, me about it. It's. um it's in the chat in case you can access to it um, uh, I'm writing it Cosnaudas.com. Uh, and uh, it's a, although it's in Spanish it's a, a collection of dictionaries and uh, tools for me- for medical translators into German uh, particularly into Spanish but also into German and now from uh, Portuguese since last Saturday they inaugurated the uh, the portuguese version and uh, it's absolutely necessary I I'm, it's not free you have to pay it's very very affordable really can pay for that it's not a lot of money and, uh, and i strongly recommend most of the information uh, you will see today is taken from there so um, if you like it try to visit cosnotas as well so, no problem to translate the centralized clinical trial. Later we will see, we will talk about a virtual clinical trial and um, you don't have a problem to translate that, but look at the synonyms. You can find also the decentralized clinical trial. Remember, we, we've talked about this in another chapter that many, many, most authors um, use the terms study and trial as a stick synonyms and synonyms, sorry, as a stick synonyms, and they are not. Um, this is a common issue in medical translation. In translation, in general, there is a theoretical difference between two terms. We are forced, to, we are obliged to know, as a professional, we, we have to know which is the difference between trial and study, but what we see in the practice when we go to work and translate as medical translators, what we find is that most authors, most documents, most texts you translate um, are using these terms as stick synonyms. So it's exactly the same saying decentralized for most authors. It's exactly the same saying decentralized clinical trial and um, decentralized clinical study. Also, you have decentralized trial, decentralized study, of course, direct to participant study. This is also a, an ensayo-clinico centralized clinical trial. Direct to patient clinical trial remote i i have to admit that i haven't seen the other synonyms in my practice um remote clinical trial yes i have remote another word for decentralized um in this context remote study remote trial and sightless study well this i've never seen in my in my experience but um well i was Looking at this book I've mentioned, this is the dictionary, this book, sorry, it's not a book, it's an, uh, an electronic dictionary, untitled um, trial, cosnautas, remember. Mm. Um, th- so you have here uh, this definition, a more de- strict uh, definition about decentralized clinical trial. Please listen to my words. Well, I won't read in this text, but please listen to it or read it carefully, because here is the key. Decentralized in medical uh, medical translation particularly in this uh, my specialization which is clinical trial documentation in this particular context decentralized has another meaning you know the first thing which came to my mind when talking about decentralized what would I told you about this political geographical division in my country and in yours probably but decentralized means in this context when researchers conduct We talk about the centralized and clinical trial when researchers conduct a clinical trial by enrolling, consenting, monitoring and collecting data from patients in their homes using digital tools and their devices. Researchers may also deploy ambulatory care teams and may direct participants to regional or central labs for infusions and labs instead of requiring participants to visit a traditional centralized research facility. Sorry, I have to insist on this, this was written before the pandemics. Before the pandemics, there were were a lot of investigators uh, investigators considering the possibility of stopping this um, habit of bringing patients all the time to the clinic, to the hospital and having them waiting there and send them back home. And uh, because, of course, if you're talking about a clinical trial about, let's say, hypertension, well, you know, pe- people with hypertension may be otherwise healthy and um, well, it's not a problem for them to go um, uh, every week, let's say, or every two weeks to the hospital to have their blood pressure measured and uh, determined and uh, maybe take a drug or receive an injection wherever. That wasn't the problem. But think of, there are many studies, clinical studies, um, whose participants are really have severe diseases, the cancer, like... Um, uh, de- uh degenerative diseases uh the neurological de- degenerative diseases autoimmune diseases we have have problems to uh, move to go to the hospital to drive a car to stay hours waiting uh, we have that the problem is that and uh, with the pandemic this problem has uh, increased a lot uh, it was a problem so um, it's great that before the pandemic investigators were thinking about stopping this and preventing people to uh, be all the they coming every week every two weeks to the hospital so um, this is the definition of the centralized clinical trial and here you have the other one virtual clinical trial also the first thing is ensayo clinico virtual very easy to translate no problem i i would like you i would like you to Pay attention and, and try to understand uh, the, the heart of this. Now you have synonyms virtual clinical study, virtual trial, number, and that abbreviation. Other possibilities are the Studio Clinico Virtual, Ensayo Virtual. The context um, virtual clinical trials are a subset of the centralized uh, clinical trials. Well, uh, so, um, all virtual clinical trials are decentralized, but not all decentralized clinical trials are virtual. This is important. So there is a difference. You may think them as synonyms, and they are not, right? Um, maybe they are the same, but maybe they, you you have a study where they are using it as synonyms, but the, them synonyms, but they are not. Um, virtual clinical trials are a subset of clin- of decentralized clinical trials that are fit- fully virtually enabled with digital tools and devices require non-face-to-face patient-to-researcher PI in uh, primary investigator interaction medical devices e-clinical solutions and video visits are commonly deployed deployed to facilitate this VCTS, right so, um, in these cases, patients have no need to come to the study center to share that with decentralized. It is a type of decentralized clinical trial. So, um, remember that there is this theoretical, uh, theoretical difference between decentralized and virtual in this context, right? They are not synonyms except when they are. <laughs> so, because the virtual clinical trials are a subset of decentralized clinical trials. Um, let me see if you have any questions right now. No, it seems not. Um, um, so and. The opposite to decentralized clinical trial, and as you see, I'm focusing on this, on this term. We will see in the next slide which something very interesting. Um, we are focusing on this. The opposite to centralized clinical trial is an estudio clinico centralizado, which are uh, well, the synonyms that you can think of, the centralizado. Um, well well, well, forget about this because that's wrong centralizado centralizado we're talking about centralizado sorry forget about the other possibilities here and in the context a centralized clinical trial is when researchers conduct a clinical trial by collecting di- da- data from patients in a centralized localized location, what we call a site, a medical uh, clinical site, uh, that's a definition by now in 2020, before the pandemics. In these cases, the patient must come to the center or on scheduled visits for data collection. This is the classical way of, uh, of uh, performing clinical trials and uh, I would like you to pay attention to the difference. Up to now, it seems very easy. Although probably you've realized that um, the centralized and virtual are not exactly the same. But let's go a bit beyond. And um, um, you have decentralized um, testing. Now that we uh, understand what is the decentralized clinical trial, let's pay attention what is decentralized testing. It's also called point of care testing. This is important. This. In my experience, this is what you will find in your medical text uh, most commonly. Point of care testing, POC, POC testing, alternate, alternate site testing, ancillary testing, bedside testing, decentralized testing. Um, well, as you see, focus uh, patient focus testing. There are many possibilities found by the author of this dictionary I was talking about to you, to you about uh, cosnautas. But um, um, the, the author of this, Fernando Navarro, which is, as you know, the main authority in medical translation from English into Spanish, and he is uh, the, the, the heart of Cosnautas, um, he proposes this very, very good the, the translations. You see that it's the centralized testing, and he suggests as translations, analysis the diagnostic immediato, immediate diagnosis analysis you know that first of all you have to know that in uh, in spanish we use a lot the word analysis for tests when you're talking about probably uh, particularly when taking blood samples we uh, if you we're talking in spanish we say you know with an analysis and manage analysis usually this analysis um also encompasses in spanish um simple tests like an ekg or uh maybe a breathing test or um uh, a spirometry you know the easy tests which require small devices and um uh not a lot of uh machinery so immediate diagnosis analysis analysis immediate analytic diagnosis and also bedside bedside analysis Point of care may sound very well to you in English, and you understand exactly what it means. But if you translate it into Spanish, and I guess that the, the, the problem is the same when translating to other languages. Um, when the, in Spain we don't have something like a, a punto de atención. Point of assistance. Uh, people, patients would not recognize that. They will understand perfectly this um, uh, immediate diagnosis, analysis, bedside analysis. Bedside is a, the most. Uh, the, the translation which sticks more to the original, from my point of view, to this point of care so um decentralized testing means not making the not taking the blood I and mean, if we if we um, reduce everything to that not withdrawing the blood at the hospital at the uh, investigation site, no you, you do it um, at the bedside of the, of the patient um, or um, in a place close to where they live do you understand what I mean um, um, is' taking blood samples as close to the patient homes as possible again let me repeat that this is not um uh, this is what, this was written before the pandemics so understand that uh, today and in the future the centralized clinical trials and the centralized testing will be the common um, their golden standard for uh taking uh, um, blood tests from the patients so um, please remember that we have mentioned uh, Decentralized Clinical Trials, uh, meaning that they are the big group, right, which en- encompasses the virtual clinical trials. DCD, for, by the way, you, you may find DCD. I'm sorry. You know that the problem with the uh, abbreviations? We have in all languages, and DCD may mean several things, different things. Usually the context will guide you to the right solution, to the right uh, um, uh, deploying of the abbreviation, but uh, you have to be careful with that DCT in this context is a centralized clinical trial and VCT is a virtual clinical trial and then you have POC um, You know if you are on the Nets you're probably like me <laughs> watching Instagram um, Sorry, scrolling Instagram when you're waiting for the train or uh, I'm traveling Thursday Um and you, while well, well, you wait for the train or you're waiting for the cab or wherever, you scroll through it uh, down in um, Instagram and maybe you you use the reels, I don't know. But I, I, really, I really find them useful when I'm bored. I, I don't have any other thing to do. I, I can't read a book or listen to music. And uh, you have all the time their POV, point of view. And um, so we're in this world of abbreviations. We are... We, our ability to write is, con- is limited all the time. You know, Twitter is limited. Um, usually, when you're filling a uh, field in a form, uh, you, you will say, they will say, mm, I don't know, 500 characters. And you have to be very careful and always calculating. And if you do subtitles, you know what I mean. So um, we're in the world of abbreviations. And uh, it's good that you learn these new ones, DCD, uh, BCD, and POC like from point of care remember when translated into spanish it depends of your of the country maybe probably mexico or maybe in the united states those people those people who speak spanish in the united states maybe already say in punto de atención for point of care but um Cosnautas and myself recommend strongly recommend to use analysis de diagnóstico inmediato and the, the, uh, diagnostico um, analysis de cabecera. I love analysis de cabecera al pie de la cama del enfermo, al lado de la cama del enfermo. That's very good if it helps to you. Um, some authors, I will read this because I don't know it um, by heart. By heart. Uh, Some authors clearly distinguish between the concepts of of point-of-care testing, which I've um, talked to you before, uh, point-of-care testing which they reserve for immediate testing performed with small handheld analyzers or devices. So on one side point-of-care testing, another Possibilities near patient testing, and they use NPT, this abbreviation, on near POC testing, which they use for immediate testing performed with the small benchtop analyzers. So um, uh, they use POC for handheld analyzers. They used uh, N- NPT for top analysis and there's a third concept alternate site testing which they use for immediate testing performed with laboratory analyzers but outside the clinical analysis laboratory they are laboratory in the investigational side in the uh, clinical side head or the head the center where things happen right but there the were patients used to go every um, twice a week or or uh, I don't know every 15 days. And uh well I would like to finish this field today in order to answer your question if you have any, I don't know. I hope so, by a few with a few abbreviations uh, you will find in this context. First of all, you have ADAM, which is analysis data model. Um I will not go deeper in this um the ADM sets provide a connection between sdtm we will see later and uh, data sets and final statistical analysis i don't want you to know it's on el modelo de datos the well, um, uh, data i would say would say translate like that but even um in english of course you will find a AD, i haven't found um um agreed translation uh, of this abbreviation in Spanish. So I strongly recommend to use the English one because it's the only one you find when you Google this and uh, most people is using Google for um, learning about these issues. Then in this very same context, you will say, mm, I don't know why. Well, in the, as soon as you Google or you look at uh, if you go and into Google, Google Scholar, or if you go to more specialized databases or uh, uh, navigators, you will find BLA everywhere. And BLA is a Biologics License Application. A Biologics License Application is a request to introduce or deliver for introduction of a biological product into interstate commerce. Just American. It's only in the States, right? But you know, we are dependent of American um, medicine and American investigation. So we have to be ready to find this BLA and not to translate it. uh, You can give um, some advice to the reader and say, well, you know, this is a solicitude, a solicitude de autorización de productos biológicos, for instance. Uh, But but that's a possibility I'm thinking uh, about now. But um, the important is that you will find this in this context of the centralized clinical trials, virtual clinical trials. Um, you have DCT that we know that um, it's a decentralized clinical trial. And together with BLA, you will find NDA. They always come together in this context, BLA and NDA. You know what an NDA is, what is when you get a new client, you're so happy, How new client, there's new opportunities. Maybe I will forget this manager I hate so much. Sorry, I love project managers. Hello, project managers. I hope there is some of you in the ear. Um, You do a great job. I'm just joking, but you know what, an NDA it's a, a non-disclosure agreement and you sign that when you get a new client meaning that you um you commit yourself to not not releasing the information to make not, not making public the information that you get from the client um usually it's uh, confidential it's private information and you you will be uh, it will be a crime if you if you um spread that information so you sign an nda with your contract or with your first uh, assignment With the companies, the other abbreviation I I wanted to bring here today is POC, point of care. In this context, be careful. In other contexts, it may may be a different thing. And also the SDTM. Remember at the beginning I say ADAM means um, is the 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 ADAM sets. Uh, data sets provide a connection between the SDTM data sets and final statistical analysis. Here you have SDTM, it's a st- study data tabulation model and um, the SD- SDTM data sets provide the standards for organizing clinical trial data following data database clock. You know that there is a point that the, when the study ends and there's uh, there's the, the um, end of study visit has taken place for the last patient and there's a moment there a point in the time when they lock the the database and they say no more no more data are allowed to come in and we are now going to work with this closed uh, database which is not admitting new data in and uh, um, uh, that is called SDTM. Also you have BCD, which is virtual clinical trial, and if you are interested about any of the issues I have dealt with today, um, you have the, my sources. My sources were, as I told you, first of all Cosnautas, and uh, then you have um, the uh, the, th- the third place, the uh, opinion of the FDA about all this, which is probably interesting for you to to read. Take a capture of the a caption of this of this uh, slide so that you can uh, look at it later if you want to. And... um, uh, Well, I think that is all for today. Uh, Yes, I'm ready now for your questions. If you have any, let me see. Otherwise... Sara Pacheco, sometimes, thank you, Sarah, you're so kind. Sometimes glossaries have the abbreviation so translated into Spanish. Yes, I know that problem. Uh, thank you, Sarah, for pointing this out. Mm. Uh, Monica Caldeiro, thank you. Uh, analysis ambulatorio. Mm, that's a very good uh um, uh um question two sorry let's go first with sarah sarah ask what happened when the the glossaries bring the uh, the translated abbreviations well that depends on you hmm. i'm sorry i cannot say a strict rule for you to apply to say um i will always do this with abbreviations always do that no it's a particular problem you have to solve when you face it and uh, you have to you, you take a look to the glossary, Sarah, you take a look to, to the glossary, sheet. What, what they have there. And now you have to understand which are the needs of your the reader of the text you are translating. Probably patients need all the help. And uh, probably you know that they, uh, they are, I don't know, you know something about their cultural level, I don't know. You have to decide what the reader needs and act um, uh, con- consequently. Hmm? And um, so, if uh, if you understand that doing it in, uh, translated into Spanish is useful for your reader, maybe you can use them, but I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, even if you, uh, particularly in this so Mormon things, these things we were changing before the pandemics have changed during the pandemics and will change after the pandemics, if we ever leave the pandemics behind. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, um, we are fed up with pandemics, aren't we? uh it's a decision Sarah, which is very difficult and that you have to take every time I, can, I it would be um um i'm careful for my part and a professional maybe to say always do this always do that my opinion is that as medicine evolves it's more and more uh useful every time uh to use the english abbreviations because when you look for information, when you want to get more information, uh, it's in English, and, and, and uh, in the, the, the net, in the, the networks, wherever you look for that, particularly those I've mentioned today the, the table, remember, um, the decentralized um, virtual uh, point of care, particularly these are very, so recent that uh, you will not really, you, you will not get a good one, or a, or a, a agreed one, or you know, of course, um, I wish we had an um, uh, authorities agreed at the definition, but you don't have an authority, we don't have an, F, uh, we, have, we have the EMA, of course, in Europe, but they don't take up decisions about this kind of decisions. Also, we have a question by Monica. Uh, I like it, analysis ambulatorio. I like it. But I think that um, uh, ambulatorio means in our country in, in Spanish probably has a, uh, a bit... I don't know if bedside means exactly ambulatorio, of course. Uh, I think that ambulatorio refers to the patient who can walk or not. You know, who can walk to the... Thank you to you, Sara. Um, who can walk to the, you know, close to the residences to do to do where they leave um home i think they can walk there walk there not drive or take a train or take. i think that's a, the, the the definition of ambulatory so if you're taking the devices or these handheld devices or this uh, uh this benchtop devices we're taking them to the bedside i wouldn't say they're ambulatorios hmm. so now i'm thinking <laughs> as i read and that's not very <laughs> <laughs> advisable in my case at least i have to think slowly but um i'm thinking probably some of these decentralized clinical trials will be ambulatorios and I, I think they have the ambulatory term in english as well and it is um uh, and it will be okay, but um I think that some of this is decentralized will be ambulatory, and then will it will be a brilliant solution as usually like from monica Caldeiro. but um i don 't think it 's f- f- good for all 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 the the um, the decentralized clinical trials so that's what i think diego tomasello i think there is a problem diego tomasello sorry i was watching your question but it has disappeared Liang lion Kadra, hello doctor hello hope you are doing great What is a dimerization switch how do you want me to know <laughs> uh i see here um Uh, It's the internalization mechanism of a cell penetrating peptide. Well, I've just googled it and I have a very good document by the National Library of Medicine saying that um, uh, it's a um, um, how a peptide enters the cell and you know the pep- a peptide is made of pieces which are called dimers and switch means a deviation or a change um i would say that um dimerization change may mean something like this let me look at um um how is the uh, now dimerize so we have the word dimerize in this dictionary and there i discover now thank you that there is the word if you're looking for a translation into spanish i don't know your name doesn't look very spanish and in spanish we have dimerizar the word dimerizar so it's very easy to translate it's an desviación para dimerizar and dimerizar is to make dimeros uh, it's a bit a, a bit specific your question uh and that's all i can I can do now so a switch is something they do they um a process they use to get uh, peptides which is usually a kind of drug peptides to cross the me- the cell membrane and enter the cell so um, I can't say anything else let me see um uh, uh, of course it's, a, it's a, a mechanism for uptake in peptides by the target mammalian cells uh, suggesting a role of high order structure in modulating the action of this novel cell penetrating peptide so um you're asking to me about something i have never heard <laughs> that's very good T- tests tests me and uh challenges me and um i hope i have helped you but uh, you know, my specialization is clinical trial documentation and your question was probably a bit specific for me. I'm sorry if I have, haven't been helpful. So, is there any question else? Um, not really, so I can fill, uh, um, I have to fill the blank <laughs> by uh, talking about another issue completely different to what we've mentioned right now. If I can share again my screen, thank you. Thank you. Um, just in case, you know, I had this prepared just in case there were no more questions. So just in case we have this translation of baseline, baseline and basal. I I have found in my experience, I've been translating for 36 years. Um, I am a physician and uh, I've been, I, I, I've um, I found along my career many common problems which have solved among the uh, along the years uh, when we uh, 35 years ago we had some problems with very common problems which have you know people have learned and probably due to um, the work of many of our preceded, uh, the, the, the people who have preceded us and um, uh, they, these problems have solved but this particular problem the translation of baseline and basal have hasn't been solved and this is still a problem for many mm-hmm. translators mainly because most translators consider that they know the right translation for these um, uh, terms and i do not agree <laughs> i am the only one who is not agree in <laughs> disagree with these terms so you make the decision i will i will show you my reasons what uh, makes me translate baseline and basal and the way i will say now and uh, I will please listen to my reasons and decide on your own, what do you prefer. But when you go to the dictionaries, the dictionaries in Casnautas and in most dictionaries you will find the the, the, uh, primary definition, the primary translation is initial. In Spanish, inicial. My point is the following. At the beginning of a clinical trial, at the beginning of a clinical trial, there are many things happen. You have to enroll the, sub, the subject. You have the subject has to uh, sign a consent form, a consent uh, informed consent form uh, on ICF. I have to sign them. And probably at the beginning, they will be some tests. Uh, they will probably take their blood pressure, they assign their vital things, um, measure the, I don't know, the height, the weight, uh, uh, Many things happen at the beginning of the clinical trial. In my opinion, all those things are initial and um, they are not baseline exactly. One of those, uh, imagine the easiest clinical trial you can think of, a a, a drug, a new drug, let's say a new drug, which is able to reduce blood pressure, right? And um, so the patient will go every week to that i don't know to, to the hospital uh on you know, at their, their home and uh, by the way let me say that today we had a today we had a, a, a very interesting uh study a meta-analysis you know what a meta-analysis is when they get many studies of, of the same issue and they study them together and get data uh from the uh, um, set of the all these studies as a meta-analysis if, you know what I'm talking about. So today we have the results of a meta-analysis about the usefulness of measuring blood pressure at home, particularly in pregnant women and in pregnant women with uh, chronic, uh, renal problems. And it seems that um, uh, taking measuring the pressure, blood pressure at home did not improve the results, did not help at all at the General conduct of the trial. It just was exactly the same. It was supposed to be better, and um, in 50% of the cases, it didn't mean anything. Just exactly the same. In the rest, it was worse. It was worse that people uh, measured their blood pressure at home than uh, they did at the hospital. If they had it measured at the hospital, the side, the clinical side. So. Going back, imagine again uh, the easiest clinical trial we can think of uh, about a uh, a new drug which is able to reduce blood pressure. And so you request the patient to come every two weeks or every week to have the blood pressure measured and to take a pill maybe or to take it at home, right? Well, um, um, at the beginning of the clinical trial, probably you will measure the blood pressure several times maybe the, the day one and the, or the day minus three or day zero um, several times in order to uh, you know to start the clinical trial and only one of these measurements is considered baseline only one you will um, write down you know blood pressure this day blood pressure this day that visit and then they will say basal baseline uh, baseline blood pressure and that one will be the one with which you will compare all the measurements you will do in the following weeks months and years uh, of the clinical trial so you will compare when you're in weeks 37 and you measure the, um, the the blood pressure of the patient you will not compare with any initial blood pressure measurement but with a particular one the one you tagged as baseline so all baseline measurements are initial, but not initial measurements are baseline. That's my point. That's why I uh, would like to highlight for you today. Mm, baseline, by the way, is a noun, and basal is the adjective. And in, in Spanish, it's the same. It's basal, mm, uh, basal. And uh, I would recommend that, um, although uh, only except if you have. A clear definition. It may happen that your clinical trial, the protocol you're translating, the document, the document you're translating, um, has a clear different difference between uh, baseline and initial. But in that case, they will just they will just uh, initial in English. Why don't they call all these procedures initial in English? They call them baseline. They have initial. They could have used that. You have said the initial baseline blood pressure was whatever, and they don't say that. They use baseline blood pressure. So that's my point. Keep um, if you agree with me, keep the difference always. If you find the term "initial" in English translated by "initial," but if you will, you find that you will very often. Find, you find baseline measurement, baseline procedure, baseline wherever. Use basal in Spanish. That's my recommendation. And uh, that's all for today, if you have another, unless you have more questions. Um, I will see you again. Well, if you want to listen to me in Spanish, which is my... <laughs> I, I, I express myself better in Spanish than in English, but probably you've been able to follow me. Uh, we'll meet again uh, next Tuesday, June the 7th. Uh, that will be almost summer, a wonderful time of the year for me here in this town. is Wonderful is great. Um, Thank you to you monica as usually um, um please if you would like to contact me it's very easy you can visit my website but there is a um you know, at the top left, right there is a, a section where you can write text me and send me messages uh, if you want to you um, can also follow me on twitter i am Tadumedic there and uh, it's Really, Twitter is becoming really fascinating for medical translators. I strongly recommend you to have a a professional account on Twitter and uh, follow the main um, uh, authors or uh, professionals you're interested in and uh, it's a great way to uh, remain uh, well uh, updated about the profession. It's Everything is there and if you want to you can also join my Facebook world Traducción Médica Picada although it's most of them, my, what I write there is in Spanish. Most of what I post there is in English. So uh, I pro- even if you don't understand what I write personally, it doesn't matter. You will find very interesting information, uh, posts of articles of uh, all the magazines, Science, Nature, uh, Lancet. Um, I take a, I, I take care of all that, and I bring to the Traducción Medica Aplicada all the articles which are interesting about science, languages, um, medicine and so on. So I wish you a very happy rest of the day. Thanks for attending and um, bye bye for now.